0: You are listening to The Ebony Covering Black America Podcast Network, presented by Walmart.
1: Hey folks, just a quick reminder to stay after the credits for a special post-credit sequence. Also, I want to hear stories of a time when you didn't feel like you fit in. Email us at podcast at And it stands to reason there will be Squid Game spoilers in this episode so consider yourself forewarned also this episode is not a formal review or discussion of the netflix show if you like to hear our in-depth insightful review be sure to check out the bonus companion episode in our podcast feed all right without further ado on with the show
2: uh will this book make people rich if they read this book will they have a a a prosperous life
0: absolutely not what you will have What you will have is a different attitude in your approach to becoming prosperous. What
1: you're hearing is a clip of Kevin Hart on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert back in 2017. Kevin is talking about his new book, I Can't Make This Up, Life Lessons. And he's giving Stephen an overview of what he believes people will get from the book. And at one point he says this.
0: Right now it's a crab in a barrel mentality. And it takes people to speak up about being positive, about bringing people closer together. And that's what I do, man. Now,
1: I assume most of you listening to this probably know exactly what Kevin meant when he mentioned a a crab-in-a-barrel mentality. But probably not surprising to many of you was the fact that Stephen actually didn't know.
2: What is a crab? (laughs) What is... What is a crab-in-a-barrel mentality? You lost A crab, a crab in
0: a barrel. You, a crab, a in a barrel. you put a bunch of crabs in a barrel, yeah. every crab that tries to climb out of the barrel, there's another crab that's gonna grab that crab and pull him back in.
1: So Kevin starts explaining to Stephen what it is, and eventually Kevin says...
0: Because they're all trying to get to the top. No crab is helping. How do you not know that? I don't understand <laughs> <that>. <laughs>
1: If you've been listening to the show, our show, you know that on our last episode, one of us didn't know what crabs in a barrel meant. If you haven't already listened to episode two, definitely make sure you do so. But suffice it to say that it was another opportunity for JD and Yolanda to laugh hysterically. He had another example of my black ignorance. Come to think of it, they didn't even really laugh so much as they just expressed such dumbfounded awe and disbelief.
3: Have you not
4: heard of crabs in a oh my barrel?
3: <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> this lord. onion never
4: stops getting peeled back. Are you crazy? And tell me you're bullshitting. Tell me you're bullshitting right now.
2: <laughs> Good lord, Jesus! is we it need like to start from the beginning. Oh my
4: god. Oh my god. I <laughs> need
2: to take you back to I need to the call wound. I
4: need to call to the ancestors <laughs> to give me help and strength. <laughs> I know. It just some spiritual guidance right now cuz this brother good day. Lord
2: Jesus in heaven.
1: And so my friends continues this long and often comical journey that is my life reconnecting with blackness as there was yet another term that apparently is very common in the black community that I didn't know. And as I have repeatedly said on the show, I accept the fact that, because I lived in a predominantly white world with little to no connection to black people, my adult life has resulted in ignorance of many things second nature to most black folk. But as I am wont to do, I start looking for ways to qualify or, or quantify rather. The level of egregiousness at these various examples of black ignorance, you know, like on a scale of one to 10, how bad is it for me as a black man, not to know a particular term or fact. I got to tell you this whole ignorance of this particular term has been driving me crazy. I'm like asking every guest we know on the show. Hey, have you ever heard the term (laughs) crabs in a barrel? Um, do you know what that term means FD? Oh yeah, I'm familiar. (laughs) Okay. That's FD signifier. He's the creator of video essays he calls Black Media Breakdowns on YouTube.
0: The channel is a media social commentary channel. I spend most of my energy talking about issues of race and uh, Black masculinity, but I get all over the place. And uh, I try to drop a new video every two weeks, now starting on Mondays, Monday afternoons, right in time for your lunch break or for your scheduled fuck-off period when you're <laughs> going to stop working in the afternoon.
1: On top of that, he's an anime fan, so I knew I had to get this brother on the show to join his first squid game discussion. But it didn't stop at FD.
2: We had a white guest on the episode, too. Aaron, do you know what the term crabs in a barrel mean? Isn't that like uh, the parable about uh, all the crabs trying to get out of a bucket?
1: That's Aaron Hubbard, co-host of the uber-popular Bald Move podcasts. And no, I'm not doing an impression of Keegan-Michael Key's famous inner-city school substitute in a white school.
4: Now, A-A-Ron, where are you? Where is A-A-Ron right now?
1: His name is not Aaron, it actually is a but just with one A. Uh, He and his co-host, Jem, do podcasts and live Twitch streams where they discuss the most popular movies and television shows. At one point, their Game of Thrones podcast was the number one show on iTunes. Not just the number one Game of Thrones show, but like the number one show of all podcasts on iTunes. This is back when it was called iTunes. I gotta remember to call it Apple Podcasts from now on. I feel like I date myself every time I say iTunes. Anyway, their Walking Dead show is also one of the top TWD recap shows as well. And wouldn't you know it, even Aaron knew the term. Here he is as he continues to describe the meaning.
2: And they like, 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 like kill each other to try to get to the top? Yeah, or? they pull each other down. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Instead of working together, get they're, they're working exactly. against each other. Very good, very good. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs>
3: Our white guest knows
1: crabs in the barrel. Yes, he does. But is, I don't think that is
2: that. Is that like a, is that Ron? A is this of a of thing that you depression?
1: didn't know? It
3: is. It is FD. It Thank is you. actually. Thank
0: you, Alana, for being honest. <laughs> I kind of gleaned that, but hey, I put it out there. It's on the show. It's on episode number no, two. Understandable. Understandable.
1: But my obsession with this topic just seemed limitless. Crabs in the barrel. On a scale of one to ten, how bad is that? It. Oh man, um, crabs
3: in the barrel. I mean, it is in my lex. It's in my (laughs)
1: lexicon. That's the voice of Salima Karoma. Salima is a black documentary filmmaker. I invited to be on this show because she, of all people, used to run a K-pop site. I first interviewed her a few years ago for my radio film school podcast shortly after the release of her documentary, Bad Rap. In which she followed around four Asian rap artists for about a year or so to document their careers. One of them was actually Aquafina, who at the time, back in about 2015 or 2016, wasn't the internationally famous crazy rich Asians and Marvel star that she is now. But on this day, we also invited her to this episode, her being Sleema, not Aquafina, uh, to chat about Squid Game, especially given her knowledge of Korean dramas. And here was her take on the whole crabs in a barrel discussion.
3: I thought everybody used that crabs in a barrel. Honestly, I'm, I have to give that an eight. I'd give that eight.
1: Wow. An eight. eight. Is that eight for a black person that knowing it or for a person in general?
3: No, for a black person, because how do we have conversations with each other as black people without using that term, without using that phrase, Okay. right? Like whenever we have, whenever my friends and I have a conversation about, (laughs) about uh success in america Uh there is that term thrown around crabs in a barrel
1: now as i've expressed before for the longest time i always felt that me not knowing the term online was worse than not knowing crabs in a barrel in fact i was explaining to fd the history behind my various conversations with jd about crabs in a barrel and then the whole online fiasco When Yolanda said, with respect to not knowing crabs in a barrel versus online.
3: That uh, one was actually worse. We're not going to cover that right now,
1: but keep going. I really don't think that's worse. Yeah. Okay. All right. And apparently, she wasn't alone in that assessment. FD, let me ask ask, from your. Because what do you think is more egregious? For a black man not to know the term online Grabs in the barrel. Oh
0: shit. Why? In Ron, barrel.
1: why do you question me? Why do you always question me? <laughs> why do you why do you say that? You see, say
0: see that? online, if you're not, if you haven't been at a around black fraternities, right, which is the vast majority probably of black people, you may have seen like somebody in a shirt. Like I'm in a fraternity. Yeah. So you may have seen somebody in her shirt. I right. would see my brother's shirt when I grew up. Right. but I didn't know what online meant until I got to college.
1: Okay. At, okay. At,
0: at a college with a lot of fratern- black fraternities.
1: Right, right, right. Crabs in the
0: barrel means that you, <laughs> you had to not black a lot growing <laughs> right. up. So it's like to not know crabs in the barrel means you had to have actively avoided being <laughs> around black people especially older black people okay a lot
3: <laughs> they that, I've heard it. i don't know it i
0: know yeah it's just you know because at some point in time you're gonna put your mama's you know arm and say what does crabs in the barrel mean mommy?" right and right. then they and then they give you a long explanation possibly yep. some Louis farrakhan <laughs> quotes
1: right <laughs> all right so aaron as our white
2: contestant where did you first hear the term crabs in a barrel I don't, cause I'm sitting here as a white guy, like, how did I learn? Like, I watch a lot of television, doing these, like, this is on the wire, or you know, like, stringer <laughs> trying to explain something about what's going on in Baltimore, and he's grabbing a barrel. My, like, hey, that sounds. Weird. I had no idea it was a it was a black expression. Well, it's probably not a black expression. It's probably just an expression
0: very popular among black people because yes. it's
2: yeah. it's been
0: used to describe. I, I actually don't like the the term as a whole, because I feel like it's, it's, it's oversimplified. It oversimplifies. It's kind of anti, it it, it ends up becoming anti-Black in the way it's used. Yeah. Because yeah. it just like, yeah, crabs in the barrel. That's the problem. It's like, you know, the crabs are in the barrel because they were caught and trapped and they're going to get cooked. <laughs> right. That's probably a bigger part of the equation. So yeah. that's why it probably became so popular among Black people. But I'm sure it's a asap or something i don't know yeah you know it's Play-Doh. interesting, no, that's, an interesting
1: <laughs> that's an interesting take you made because jd had made that point too when we brought it up about you know a lot of people talk about the crabs but you know we need to talk about the barrel when we come back from the break find out what i refer to as the deepest and most profound comment jd has ever made on the show if you haven't already gathered jd is the comic relief for our show but no matter how funny and crazy as he can be sometimes. His comical demeanor can be misleading and make you forget just how fucking smart he really is and how read right up he is on all these topics we discuss. And every now and then, he drops some pearls of wisdom that surprises even me. Like when he and I were conversing with Salima before our squid game discussion, and she shared what happened when she asked her black friend about the crabs in barrel topic.
3: I, by the way, when you asked me, I texted my friend if he knew what it meant. And can I tell you what my friend said?
1: Oh, no. Said, is there, oh, wait, is term- your friend, is your friend black? Yes,
3: he's, he's black. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I said, do you know the term crabs in a barrel? And how do you think most people, how do you think most black people know it? What did I say? I said, on a scale of one to 10, how bad do you think it is if a black person.
4: <laughs> oh, a <shit>.
3: <laughs> and he said, and that's very surprising because we have a lot of conversations about this kind of stuff. He says, I think if you're not in an environment where people are trying to bring you down, you may not have heard of it. So I'll put it at a three. Mm. I wouldn't, he said, I wouldn't fault someone okay. if they okay. aren't around or don't interact with hating ass people. He says, "Not everyone is in that environment, so it's a damn shame so many people are." Interesting.
1: A huge part of this whole journey that this podcast is on, I'm and that I'm on, is because I haven't been around Black people. Is that a commentary that because I was predominantly around? White people and Asian people throughout my entire from essentially from, you know, college on, uh, that that wasn't a term that ever came up. Like no one at none I, of my friends ever talked about
4: it. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. i, I Like no, no my even, point, JD, is why <laughs> is that? No, no,
1: no. Why is that so, like her friend's comment, why is that so prevalent in the black community? And this is how I'm bringing it back to Squid Game, Okay, is that, you know, in the black community, it's so common that we try to bring each other down, that if you're not in the black community, you may not have even heard the term, but there's a chance, there's a better chance you haven't heard of it, and to her friend's comment. It's something that is common enough in the black community that that means we are trying to bring ourselves down.
4: Well, I would want to shift the focus a little bit because there's an interesting point in her friend's comment. It's crabs in a barrel. We always look at the crabs, but we never talk about the barrel. Oh. The barrels where black people are at, and they're stuck in this barrel. Oh, if You shit. go to Appalachia, you you're gonna get crabs in a barrel. If you go wherever you go, you're gonna start having mm-hmm. these crabs and barrels based on the. The environment you're forced into crabs aren't trying to pull each other out of the ocean you know live as they live <laughs> but when you put them in a barrel they start pulling each other down because That's it's the right environment point. which is you know a lot of times you want to blame each other oh this mm. brother thinks he did that which is true there should be some blame there but when you start looking at the systemic problems in america that that engulf a majority of the black culture it's that barrel it's that framing of the barrel that we're in So you know keep that perspective too
1: i think that's the deepest thing you've ever said on the show (laughs) JD.
4: well when you say that um uh well thank you um uh (laughs) but when you say when you uh when you because i would bet that the people you grew up with your your mother your father all those people would know crabs in a barrel so i don't know well here no here's what what i would say this
3: is what i say i i've never had i've never i don't think i've ever used the term crabs in a barrel with a white person mm-hmm. or an Asian person. I've only used it with black people when we're talking about black issues together. Yeah. And there are certain things that we talk about with black people that we wouldn't talk about with yeah. other people. They right. wouldn't even know what that means, right? Right. Like they right. have their own shit that they talk about. I don't even know what they're talking about, right? right. But in our community, it's a, it's, a, a, there's, it's a thing that we talk about and there's yeah. a reason to talk about it. Right. Right. They have their own crabs in the barrel, right? In Appalachia and that's their thing. There's different reasons for it, right? Their barrel is our barrel is different.
1: I would say about ninety nine point nine percent of the time I just roll with the punches and join in the cacophony of laughter and ribbing at all these examples of how detached I've been from black people. But every now and then there's that point 0.1% where I sit and my heart feels heavy. But there are also those times, however scarce when I get a small glimmer of hope that there is more than one way to look at all of this, that there are perspectives out there by other Black people that lift my spirit and remind me of something that even Aaron was savvy enough to point out.
2: The, the three Especially. reflects the diversity of thought within the African-American community. You know, they're not, uh, it's not, a monolith, not so. a monolith. Yeah,
1: yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> As the evidence mounts that my ignorance of this term was both exceedingly egregious on the black scale and quite possibly worse than not knowing the term online, it just further drives home in my head and heart just how far I had fallen from that quote-unquote black tree that was my elementary school years at the African school Omawali Ujama. Was my mother, the beautiful black queen that she was, staring down at me from heaven and wondering, where had she gone wrong with her boy? should she never have introduced me to the sound of music at such a young age a movie that starred angela cartwright who you may recall from the last episode was one of my early crushes of a white girl on tv as we continue through this journey throughout the season we'll unpack this some more for now i press on holding my head high and being willing to be vulnerable and emotionally exposed. But nonetheless, resolute in my belief and feeling that my pride and relevance as a black man in America is not solely tied to cultural colloquialisms and catchphrases. Since I am always on the side of not knowing something black-related, I rarely get to be the one calling the shots and being the quote-unquote judge. Which, my good friends, brings me to the point of this episode I affectionately like to refer to as skid gang. This is the DIY black version of the popular Netflix show Squid Game. In this homebrewed version of the game, I ask FD, Aaron, JD, and Yolanda trivia questions. And just like the game master and creator of Squid Game in the show had based the games on games from his childhood, so too are these questions based on television shows from my childhood.
4: This is not a game, I didn't come to play in my father's name, but you know I'm safe. Shoot your shot, throw your missiles, they gon' fade away. It don't matter anyway, I'ma burn it to the ground. Yeah, hey, burn burn it up.
0: Yeah, you know I'm coming for the crown, and we don't play around, nah, you better get out my way. There are going to be
1: four categories to this game. Sanford and Son, What's Happening, The Jeffersons, and Good Times. And we'll go uh, one by one. And we're going to start with Yolanda. You remember the t- television show Sanford and Son? I do what was uh sanford's son's name in that show lamont very good jd yes sir the name of the sister-in-law he always was beefing
4: with oh yo heathen uh uh god on esther it was esther right oh nice nice work yes esther
1: fd Fred's best friend. I am millennial.
0: <laughs> I was gonna say. you yeah, have this advantage. Yeah.
4: Hey, <laughs> hey, Squid Game. Anyway, I'm gonna burn it to the ground. Yeah. Hey, burn it up. Burn
0: it up. Yeah, you know I'm coming for the crown. And we don't play around. Nah, you better get out my way.
2: Hey, we about to turn up one time on
0: these boys. They're not ready. ready, ready. <laughs> 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 um, Fred's oh, Fred Sanford's best friend. Yes. Oh, yes. There you go. Yeah. There you, wow. go. Right. There you nice. go. Nice. I only remember that from a Martin Lawrence skit
4: where he sung <laughs> that song. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All
0: right, hey, All right. Ron, the pressure's right. on. Fred is on.
2: Man, three for three.
1: Fred Sanford's wife's name. No, she was dead. L- Elizabeth. Elizabeth, there you <laughs> I'm coming go. home. Yeah. Elizabeth, you, <laughs> nice. all right. you all did really well. Not bad at all. <laughs> so what a dinner
0: plate. To get
1: out of Make a we need to take one more break, but when we come back, you're gonna be surprised at how much a white man from the Midwest knows about Black television pop culture. Stay tuned. Yeah.
4: Hey, burn it, up. burn it up. Yeah, you know I'm coming for the crown, and we don't play around.
1: So they all got off to a good start but like the demented red light green light challenge at the beginning of squid game it wasn't long before the contestants started slipping what's happening you guys remember the uh-huh. show what's happening fd's yep. like
4: no <laughs> <laughs> i do
1: all right we'll start with you then jd
4: oh jesus
1: name all the family members of the main oh my central god oh family. man come
4: on man I can't. There- i can't do that we had wasn't it raj Raj, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, I can't. I know he. I know he had his mom and his sister. Yes, those are. The, so am the, um, Those are the three that I. Have those are name. the three. Yes, I don't remember the mom. He just kept, he always called mama, mama, mama. I don't know her. <laughs> na- I can't remember her name. Yeah, I can't. I I don't. I, I can't. That one I, um, but yeah, I, I couldn't name all three. All right, the
1: answer was uh, D and Mabel. D, that's D. right. D,
4: D, mm. D, motherfucker, D. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yolanda. Who played their pop Luck, and friend rerun?
4: Fred something. Ooh, nice. Yep, 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 Fred what? Yep, what's a what's a fruit? What's a fruit? So I have no idea. Think of a fruit. It gave you a hint. Fred Apple. I don't know. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> now you sound like Trump. Uh, I'll give <laughs> you I half a Apple. point for that. <laughs> I know, exactly. That's I'll
1: so... give you half a point for that. Fred Berry. Fred Berry, yes. F D E. He was called Rerun by his friends, but what was his real name on the show? Oh, my gosh. <laughs>
0: Scrappy-Doo. scrappy
1: <laughs> <laughs> His name was Freddie Stubbs. mister Aaron, the comedian Shirley Hemphill played what character on the show? Shirley Wilson. Ding,
4: ding, ding, ding. Nice work. Yeah. All right, mm-hmm. man. So that's two for Aaron, one for J.D. Wow. My- How'd well, you get that? Aaron's going to beat all of us. We're going to really be put to shame.
1: Aaron was starting to deliver a veritable pop culture ass whipping, and the beating only got worse to everyone's amazement. I mean, damn. You ain't never seen a white boy know so much about 70s black television. He was like a savant or some shit.
4: What was the name of the Jefferson's maid? Lawrence Johnson. Oh, yep. good job. Yeah. That's right. We can't mess with uh Aaron here. He's sure he's got that that TV history unlocked.
1: Right. Good times. <laughs> Even though the name of the
4: housing project
1: where the Evans lived is never named in the show, upon which infamous housing project is it supposedly based? Cabrini Greens? Nice. Yeah, that's yep. They actually show Cabrini Greens in the opening. What is the name of the painting that appears in the show's credits? It's a famous painting.
2: Mm, yeah. Uh, sugar Shack. Sugar Shack Aaron Aaron is killing us.
4: We got people of color up on this Zoom, and he's the only one answering I'm going to have to, to, to disavow shame. my This is fantasy. right. This is a new squid game. This is embarrassing. This is a new squid game for me.
1: So, this is open for anybody to answer for an extra point. Who's the famous African American painter that painted? Ernie he has, Davis. He has
4: all rigid. Yeah, yeah.
1: Ernie Davis is correct. Yes. That. He's what famous the
4: of course. Aaron That's He it.
1: even knew the answer to how and why Esther Roll's character, Florida, who played the mother, left the show. On the show, this is for anybody, how was she written out? In the story, what
2: happened? What did she do? Did she die?
1: Mm. Didn't
2: she I remember die? I, Didn't she die? Got married to Carl, right? Yeah. Got she, married to Carl. Carl?
1: Oh no, Carl the dad Dixon. died. The yeah, dad, dad died, died in a construction
4: right. accident. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. Good job, Aaron Tearing it. Who's Carl? Um, he he was the guy she started dating. Uh, Aaron, you're, the you're, yeah. Yeah, you're well, a, he's, a he's a TV
4: guy. He's a TV guy, so he knows
0: this Yeah.
1: Let's just say if this were the real Squid Game, we'd have a bloodbath Woo. up in here. Pop, pop,
0: pop, 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 pop.
1: Pop 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 pop, pop julep. Uh, good Times is a spin-off of what other Norman Lear produced show?
4: All in the Family. Was it All in the Family? No, no Jefferson's but, was a spin-off of All yeah. in the Family.
1: Oh, it was oh, actually okay, it. a spin-off of Maud. I was gonna oh say in, yeah. it wasn't it
3: because Flo <laughs> I was known like that. wasn't Flo like
1: a Yeah she was like a maid or something? very good Yolanda yeah yeah yo, yo, actually, yo, no. a point What is Maud?
0: <laughs> we'll start
1: with fd who was the biracial couple that were neighbors to the jeffersons
0: uh megan markle and prince harry <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: joseph we'll do this one for you two actors played the role of lionel jefferson son of the eponymous couple both actors last name was evans as a matter of fact which one played lionel first and on what show was he first introduced oh yeah i just got that off the top of my head just... <laughs> yeah,
0: right. i did not know the jeffersons had a kid in that show
4: yeah. <laughs> right. mike and damon evans oh how could i forget that how can i forget that
2: the jeffersons had a kid
4: and the interracial couple had a kid
1: like the female character who had the number 67 in squid game Yolanda was holding her own, as you can hear her kill it with these Jeffersons and Good Times set of questions. So Helen Willis was played by Roxy Roker. Willis, yes. Yeah, she was the grandmother of what famous actress?
2: Zoe, Kravitz.
1: Nice. What famous family singer appeared on the show?
2: Janet Jackson.
1: Good job. Penny. Yeah.
0: I knew that one.
1: Yes, yeah, she <laughs> played, and she played Penny. JD, I'll give you point for that last question the name of the duplicitous alderman who frequently appeared in the show
2: alderman davis
1: yolina is doing very well here
4: at what college did uh
1: <laughs>
2: mr
4: De james graduate from that was never mentioned in the show
1: after riveting an edge of your seat experience fd and jd were obliterated it was down to the black woman and the white man in a tie. But who would come out as the winner? Yolanda and Aaron are tied at six. The tiebreaker would be, I'll ask one more uh, Sanfordson question. Oh, yeah. Who was the person that Fred Sanford had the hots for?
4: Donna Harris. Donna. Donna Harris.
2: Donna. Donna, yeah.
4: Uh, he then. had the last name and everything. He's like, Donna Harris. She resided at
2: 5678
4: <laughs> <laughs> y- <Wow>. 7 8 <laughs> The winner, barely
1: squeaking in with one point, is Mr. A. A. ron Let's give a hand for... <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't.
2: I can't.
4: <laughs> you can't. Nice.
1: What a game. What a game. That That, that was fun. But just like in Squid Game... What you thought was the end wasn't. And also, like Squid Game, there was a devious plot twist that was revealed to our players. Dun dun dun. Yeah. So, I, I have something to confess. Yeah. I gave Aaron the answers ahead. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah. yeah, I was like, I was like, okay, the the white guy's going to cheat the win, so well, you know, <laughs> I felt bad. Oh, this guy knows his TV. The thing I'm, is, I would have gotten a few. I would have gotten a few of those right because I did watch a lot of this growing up. You yeah, know? and I'm, uh, I spend. took for it just as like, oh, this cat watches TV. He
4: watches a lot of TV. Yeah,
2: it's a good goof.
4: So there was two reasons why he did it.
1: One to kind of represent the benefits that the white man gets over other people in the country so i wanted to build that into the game nice nice it was also an allusion to that plot line in squid game where the doctor was being fed all the he was being told ahead of time with with, the upcoming games were so yeah. it was also yeah. an allusion to that,
4: right? Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
1: So had a double meaning. So, Aaron, when you, when I when I DM'd you that. Answering, I told you that. What were your thoughts? What were you thinking?
2: I thought you was like, okay, you're doing, you're giving the white guy the answers to a bunch of black sitcom trivia, and <laughs> it's gonna be a goof. <laughs> because because you're like, you're like, look at this document and play it cool. I'm like, all <laughs> right, okay, <laughs> it's Rod Show. <Jones. laughs>
1: you actually played it cooler than I expected
2: you to. You- I try to, I try to know how to work. Yeah. 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 I feel bad because I feel like Feek was like ready to turn in his black card or something. I'm like, no, <laughs> no this is all, this is all, this is all the performance it's and the information setup. I've it's gotten. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Then right. I would like to point out yes. that the black woman almost beat the white man who had all the answers.
4: <laughs> that all and right.
3: Yeah,
2: that's genuinely right. impressive. Holy cow. Yes. And that's such a comment on it, real life. Yes, it is. Right.
1: One of the themes in Squid Game was the idea that everyone in the games were supposed to be equal. The masters of the game made it such a point that when they found out that the doctor was being told ahead of time what the games would be, they executed the workers on the inside who were feeding him the answers. Then they displayed the dead bodies for the remaining players and explained and apologized why they were executed and conveyed the importance of equality. But the truth is, that was all really bullshit. Those people weren't on equal footing. There wasn't a level playing field. In fact, they didn't even let the player's own natural abilities help them. In one of the games, when it's clear a character has a set of experiences that is allowing them to win the game, the game master purposefully changes the settings, making the player's natural abilities null and void. They use scarce resources and visual manipulation to instigate a riot that got dozens of people killed. And even right at the start, when the players first begin, they don't even know the real stakes. The game masters take full advantage of the player's desperation in life to manipulate them and to continue to manipulate the games, even when players start getting ahead. And you wouldn't know this, but that even happened in my experiment. Aron was right. I had no idea anyone would do as well as Yolanda did. And when it was a tie, I was legitimately surprised. So what you didn't hear was that I ran out of questions. I didn't put that in the show, the fact that I did. I used up all the pre-made questions that I had created. It was JD who came up with questions on the fly from San Francisco, and he actually asked two. The first question was, who was Lamont's best friend? I had to quickly Google the answer and then secretly DM the answer to Aaron. It was Rollo, by the way. And of course, when did you know it, Yolanda actually got the answer. So I'm like, fuck, Like my experiment's not working. She's gonna win the show. I can't have her win the show. So then we had the second question, which you heard on the show, the answer to which was Donna Harris. And luckily, (laughs) Yolanda finally got that one wrong. But I even had to Google that answer and then secretly DM it to Aaron. Now, here's the thing. That shit happens in real life, doesn't it? Where the people in power use their power to stay there. And if the little people get just a little too uppity, just a little bit too successful, they're put back in their place. You might say that Squid Game is a perfect metaphor for that barrel mentality that we so thoroughly discussed at the start of this episode, which is one of the reasons why I think I like the show as much as I did. It wasn't just an anxiety-inducing, binge-worthy thriller. It had something to say about wealth, capitalism, debt, human nature... Humanity, desperation, compassion, forgiveness, family, and even love. So to my brothers and sisters out there, ask yourself, why is the crabs in a barrel mentality so prevalent and so ingrained in our culture? And how long will we go on pulling one another down before we realize there are golden-masked, power-hungry game masters sitting above us all, looking down, drinking, laughing, and marinating in the wealth generated by the entertainment and labor that we provide. Instead of pulling one another down, let's grab the ropes of life and pull together like a worldwide tug of war. Leaning into one another, working as a team, holding our ground, and even daring to smile back up at the game master with the audacity to hold our ground. I have a dream where little black boys and girls can grow up in the black community and never ever have to learn the phrase, crabs in a barrel. I have a dream that not knowing that term will be as black as well online. Remember to stay after the credits for a special post credit sequence, where we have a fun discussion about who we want to see if they ever made a black version of Squid Game. One that would be much better than the version I just created for this episode. The Dungeons Dura-X Podcast is a production of Blade Runner Media and Bonnie and & Clyde Productions and is part of the Ebony Covering Black America Podcast Network. This episode was written, hosted, and produced by Ron Dawson. Special thanks to my Black BFFs and Skid Game contestants, JD and Yolanda Cochran. No relation to Johnny. Hey, Ron, killing
4: us. new he game. This is a new, squid game. This is a new squid game. This is a new squid game for me. All uh, right.
1: Check out Salima's work. Her latest documentary, Dreamland, aired earlier this year, and it was about Black Wall Street. Links to her website can be found in the show
4: notes. Johnson.
1: Yep.
4: Yeah. We can't mess with uh, A-Ron He's got that, that TV history
1: unlocked. Be sure to check out FD's YouTube channel, FD Signifier. And if you're a lover of top shows like The Walking Dead, be sure to check out Aaron and his partner's show, on bought move.com again links to all these will be in the show notes
3: i think if you're not in an environment where people are trying to bring you down you may not have heard of it so i'll put it at a three <laughs> I wouldn't fault someone if they aren't around or don't interact with hating ass people. Music used in the
1: show was licensed from Artless as well as Creative Commons songs from FreemusicArchive.org. The opening clip was from the late show with Stephen Colbert. If you haven't already figured it out, we're trying to do something different with the show. We hope you appreciate it and spread the word by giving us a rating and review. As a new show, those reviews are really important to help us get discovered. We love to hear what you think. Shoot us an email at podcast at You can even send a voice memo if you like. And if you leave a five-star review in Apple Podcasts with your thoughts and stories, we just may read it on the show as well. You can follow me on Twitter at Blade Runner, that's runner with a an No, and on Instagram at Blurred Runner. I write about race, religion, creative arts, and business on Medium at RonDawson.medium.com. You can follow JD on Twitter at ThatJDCochran and Yolanda at RatInAWheel with all the words separated by underscores. That's it for now. Stay safe out there. And remember, having white privilege is not bad. Denying it is. And in the absence of biblical certainty, choose love. Until next time.
3: Not everyone is in that environment. So
4: it's a damn shame so many people are. We always look at the crabs, but we didn't ever talk about the barrel.
3: This
4: is a a last minute uh, invite anyway, so I wasn't Uh Ron called me this morning. Hey, brother, what are you doing to change? I was like, Ah. (laughs)
1: uh that is not true i sent you guys a slack message this weekend telling you that i was interviewing her
4: i know but so it's not last you invite, minute you were just saying you were just saying you're gonna interview her. i didn't know i was in on the call which i said i, I love it but that
1: was the whole point of me sending you the message sorry salima not,
0: that you have to come into it, this
4: like this you know salima no she's, she's getting acclimated to our relationship <laughs> Okay. Wish he, she hears our podcast; she'll understand. It's crazy. <laughs>
1: right. I look forward to it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how do you think a black version would have gone down? Like <laughs> uh, a black version of Squid Game. Like when we get to the money you know, part.
3: I was talking about this with my boyfriend. Uh huh. And um,
1: specifically this he, thing.
3: I think, yeah, uh, yeah. about uh, if it was a you know black. I think um, the black people should be the one running the Squid Game.
1: And <laughs> you think that, or me. he thinks that?
3: He thinks that, but I agree with that.
1: Okay. I agree. What do you mean? That?
3: And, and it's like a bunch of billionaires playing, right? And if they don't win, they just lose all their money.
1: Right.
0: Yeah,
3: I, I, I just feel like it should be that. But if it was Black Squid Game, I don't, I, I don't know who would, who would we cast? Uh, you know, who are we? Like, Tay Diggs. You know, I, I don't
0: like. You know, can I, can I throw one thing out there for yes, my Squid Game? Yeah. Um, uh, actors yeah i feel like the main actor should be played by uh nick cannon oh you need somebody that is inherently sleazy right. uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but maybe there's some good there somewhere okay yeah, so that you can get by that's cool so man. That, that's 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 my choice that's a good okay
3: uh, good that's, that's a good, a good hey, contribution man. fd
2: Man, I don't have a good handle on the characters, but I know a guy I'd like to sneak. I'd, I'd like to get uh, Lance Reddick on here because this seems yeah. like kind of like he seems like the kind he's of study He's like though. weird.
1: He could yeah. be, I could see him maybe being be the old, man. like the gangster
2: guy. Maybe I think he's too old because Lance Reddick, he's the one who played. Um... Uh, Cedric Daniels in The Wire. Right. Uh he play he plays the weapon specialist on the John Wick movies. Right, right. The, the guy behind uh, the, the the receptionist. Right? The receptionist, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right,
4: right, right. He was wasn't also in I Love Him in uh what's the JJ J. Abrams show? God, it was a really good great sci-fi. Uh were they oh. it was like interdimensional uh oh. gosh. He oh, French, French, French. Yeah, yeah. French, right. He's in French. It seems that he seems older.
1: older. Seems like, seems like maybe, he be, maybe he would be.
2: Maybe he'd be the old man. Maybe if he had Is makeup. on. because I was like, I, I know he's probably like fifty-eight or 50 but he always he like perpetually looks like he's forty-one. He's a great actor. He's a great actor. Yeah, I would say.
1: I could see him being the Sing Woo character, maybe.
4: If you want
1: or maybe the, like the the, eight years old, or maybe the businessman.
4: The businessman, or maybe he's to do with the hat. The 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 guy running the game. you remember oh, the, a brother. There's the, the brother There's There's older brother. The Older man. brother had the kidney. Yeah. The yeah, yeah. Man.
1: The front man. man. Yeah. It could be it. Um, all right. Who else? Cass. Who would? Who would you guys? Like I have a see
3: fictional it? character who needs to be in it.
4: Who? Medea. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And she could be like Kenny, where she dies and comes back every game. We just kill her, <laughs> make sure she gets killed over and over and over again. All right, that would be funny. All
1: right, Thank speaking you, of Matea, dear. could you see Tyler Perry in a black version of Squid Game? And if yes. so, yes,
4: I I think we're too old. I think that yeah. Um, well, I don't know because it, you got you need older people that are like that life is beaten up a little bit, so you can't How have you? To be young. Kind yeah, kind people. That- <laughs> We're projecting our
2: <laughs> all the foul stuff we want to have. Today.
4: Right, right, right. As opposed, to, are they good
2: actors or not?
1: <laughs> how <laughs> about, about like-
2: young? How about young guys? How about David Washington?
4: Yeah, Denzel's
2: kid. He yeah, could he totally- He could be. Yeah, I could see be him being the main character.
1: Um, Jonathan Major,
2: who plays um, uh, Kane yeah, uh, at the end of yeah. Loki, and uh, Tick Atticus on uh, Lovecraft Country. Right, right. Yeah, he I was could see great.
1: Or how about yeah.
2: Yaya?
1: Yaya uh, Abdul. Yeah, Dr. Manhattan. Yeah. I, I could mean, see him. Yeah, I, could, I could see Jonathan Majors being the main character, Jing Hoon, and Yaya Abdul being the Sangwoo character. Like, those
4: two being And I two would friends.
1: have...
4: Right. Because they're too hot. Cent is the... 50 Cent, 50 cent is... would be the bad guy. Totally. that The, the thug.
1: That is a good cast.
4: And Little Kim, look, because I have a B, so little Kim could be the other woman. Yes. <laughs> the one yes. That's like, that pick me. Why don't you guys pick me for the team? <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: That would be cool. I like that. I think we got a good cast. So this one's open to whoever wants uh, to give this one. This is the last one in this category. Sing the song. Oh my gosh. This is open gosh. to on Moving everybody. on up!
4: Moving oh, on, on up. No, the, east the east side. side. Do I do, 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 do p- a D-Lock in
2: the bad. <laughs> 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 I have no ability to test that.
4: Piece piece of the of the yeah,
2: oh, wait. Yeah, there you go. That's
4: good. I'm going to give you a half a point for that. FD. There was it's... lyrics, too. Because beans uh, beans don't burn in the kitchen. Yeah. Some don't fry on yeah. the grill. Yeah. Took us a whole lot of trying just, just to, get to get up that back. hill. Yeah. Dun, dun. Now, now we are up in, up the in the big leagues. leagues. Ain't getting nothing else back. back. You and me, back. baby. You me, baby. and you me, baby. Ain't nothing, ain't
1: nothing wrong on with with nothing that. back. we yeah. yeah. moving on up. All right. Here's our last right. category. We
4: finally got